Hello again, everyone, and welcome to a brand new month. It is August 1st, 2022. The world starts anew again. Uh, July was a good month. I think July was a good month. It was hot and muggy and all that crap, but still, it was a good month. Anyway, welcome to the program. Action-packed, as always. First, let me tell you that at the end of the program, I will be announcing who won the autographed book this time, and whether or not it was Mark Levin or Kurt Schlichter. They didn't, neither one of them won. But uh, whether or not somebody won an autographed Kurt Schlichter book or an autographed Mark Levin book, which would mean that the one that was not won, good Lord, that's a lot of ones, will be up again this week for your winning chances or whatever. I don't know. You got a better chance of winning an autographed book here than winning the Mega Millions, I'll tell you that much, right? Somebody somebody won over a billion dollars. Oh, just just break me off ten million and we'll call it a day. Okay? It'd be cool, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Lucky SOB. Anyway, stick around for the end of the show. Speaking of uh lucky SOBs or unlucky SOBs, I guess he's a lucky SOB that we haven't caught him in his cheating just yet, but um Joe Biden, really quickly, <laughs> I'll talk more about it tomorrow, but I'd been avoiding the news, and a bunch of text messages came in like Saturday Saturday at some point, and I, I drove to New Jersey, I'll explain that tomorrow too, I drove to Atlantic City on Saturday, and back from Atlantic City on Saturday, and uh, back at, there and back, it's about three hours, three and a half hours each way, but... Um, I get a bunch of messages, and I was at a place where there was no cell service. So uh, I find out, Joe Biden has COVID again. Joe Biden has COVID again, and people are laughing because what's his face? Fauci went through. I got rid of COVID. I beat COVID with Paxlovid, and then it's like, oh, crap. I rebounded because of Paxlovid. Well, Joe Biden, the same thing. I don't know if he's got any symptoms. They say he doesn't, but then I don't trust anything this White House says. But the only response I came up with in the immediate aftermath of it from friends who were texting me about it was, you know, dementia is a hell of a thing. Maybe he forgot that he'd had it last week, and that's why he's got it again. Whatever. Who knows? Couldn't happen to a nicer, nicer guy. Uh, anyway, you can get the Week in Evan Review. It is up and still playing for your pleasure at patreon.com slash Podcast or at derekhunter.locals.com. That's where you enter the contests and everything. And all of the support for the show is super appreciated. I owe you guys more than I could ever repay you. Now let's get on with the regularly scheduled program. We have uh, a lot going on, including one of the dumbest... <clears throat> I can't say I can't say it's one of the dumbest debates we've had because we have so many dumb debates that I don't know that we have any smart debates anymore. What is a recession? What is a recession? CNN is on the case. Don't worry about it. The uh, very good lapdogs over there at CNN. They have a piece. It took two people to write. Nicole Goodkind. Yes. Oh, well, all one word. Goodkind. And Tal Yellen. Presumably no uh, relation to Janet Yellen, but then again, you never know in the, this town. They say, uh, so are we in a recession or not, is the name of their headline. Like, so, dude, are we, like, in a recession or what, dude? Like, is this a recession? Does anybody know? 
What's going on, man? The way they tweeted it out is, if you're confused about whether the U.S. economy is in a recession, you're, you're like, not alone. Yeah. There you go. That's our, that, well, you're not alone. If only there were some organization that was supposed to, that was designed, created expressly for cutting through all the BS and getting to the heart of the matter, you know, the facts sort of thing. I remember when CNN used to, their logo or their, their mantra was facts first. Remember that? They had a thing of a banana or a thing of an apple or whatever. People will tell you this is a banana, but it's not. We'll, do, we'll cut through all the garbage. We'll let you know which fruit is which fruit. And then suddenly now they're going, we, is that a grapefruit? Is that an ugly fruit? I don't know. That might be a durian. We can't, we can't be sure. It's best to just eat it and shut up. And that's basically the dating back to Bill Clinton. It's best to just eat it and shut up. They've always had that attitude towards people, women in particular, but journalists in general, too. So are you confused about whether or not there's a recession, bro? CNN, if you're confused about whether there is uh, whether the U.S. economy is in a recession, you're not alone. On one hand, gross domestic product, a key measure of economic output, shrank for the second straight quarter this week, raising fears that the country has entered or will soon enter recession territory. On the other hand, the job market remains very strong, telling us the economy is still robust. Huh? Actually, jobless claims have been increasing, and the vast majority, uh, well north of 90-some-odd percent of the jobs that Joe Biden has uh, created were jobs that came back after lockdowns lifted, after businesses were allowed to get back in business. Now, you, uh, there's still a lot of people. The labor force participation rate is at all-time lows, meaning there are fewer Americans working. But Americans no longer count when they drop out of the workforce, when they give up hope of finding a job. The government no longer counts them as unemployed magically. Because why? Because if you control the unit of measure, say it with me, you can control everything. They decide what constitutes unemployed and somebody uh, suckling off the government teat and committing all sorts of COVID relief fraud and refusing to take a job. You go to a McDonald's where my dad lives in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan. There's there's a McDonald's. They're hiring up to $18 an hour. Up to $18 an hour. And they can't find anybody to the point that the uh, it's attached to a gas station. The only way, the only McDonald's you can get is through the drive-thru. Not because of COVID, not because of, oh my goodness, we're all going to get COVID. It's because the inside isn't open because they can't hire enough staff to run both the drive-thru and the inside. And it's easier, makes more sense, since they're in the middle of nowhere. They get a lot of people driving going, you know what, I'm hungry, and God knows there won't be another exit for 50 miles. Um, so you, you need the drive-thru. So you can't go inside. There's a restaurant, a wildly popular restaurant, really good restaurant, too. And uh, it's like the social hub of town. And they're closed on Monday and Tuesday. Why? Because they can't find wait staff. Now, the wait staff up there isn't, you know, McDonald's is where you get your start in the business. But this restaurant is um, 
it's where retirees go to work because they get bored of just sitting around doing nothing, being retired. And they can't attract enough to operate seven days a week. They used to. They used to, but thanks to government policies of throwing money around, people now have a nice cushion and they're able to sit there and say, well, to hell with it. Not worth the hassle. <clears throat> so the government has perverted the job market, polluted it as well. And now they're saying, well, the job market is so wonderful. Well, why don't you count people who have dropped out of the labor force, enabled by corrupt government or corruption themselves, where they have uh, you know, bastardized the application process for certain COVID relief monies, and they're living large. We, we, what? I know. Trillions of dollars being flung around like poo in a monkey cage, and you're saying that there's fraud? Yes. Yes, a lot of it. You think the government, you hear these, oh, this guy stole $3 million. All right, great, $3 million. We, we spent $3 trillion. So, you know, you've successfully tracked down nothing, kind of a rounding error. But uh, the headline sounds big because $3 million is a nice chunk of money. Not compared to three trillion. This is a good time as any to remind everybody of what I learned from my friend's mother ages ago about a million because you can't wrap like the the mega millions is a billion dollars whatever you can't uh can't wrap your mind around that it's difficult to wrap your mind around a a a million dollars even if you have a million dollars and a trillion dollars forget it so the way to think of it is pretty simple a million seconds is 11 days we've all everybody listening to this unless some kid is uh, unfortunate enough to have their parents go you need to hear this guy um, everybody listening to this who can formulate a sentence has lived several million seconds, 11, uh, certainly a million seconds for sure. A billion seconds is 33 years, 33 years. Now, everybody listening may or may not have lived a billion seconds. I hope that you all do. I hope that you live several billion seconds but uh, some of you are under 33 and others of you are over 33 and you say well wait that's a huge huge jump from 11 days to 33 years what the, did do the math i encourage you to do the math 60 seconds times uh, 60 minutes times 24 hours you do the math you do it out write it out use a calculator you'll find that these calculations are right now there's decimals but uh, that's not important. Then you get to a trillion. Okay, 11 days, 33 years. A trillion seconds, nobody has lived a trillion seconds. In fact, all of human history has not lasted a trillion seconds. A trillion seconds is north of 32,000 years. 32,000, we got 5,000 years of, of uh, human history that we know of. And uh, 32,000, it means human beings have not been around for a trillion seconds. The government blew out the door a couple of trillion dollars extra in the last few years in cash, in readily available cash. You probably, in fact, I guarantee you could have availed yourself. You could have committed fraud pretty easily. You would have gotten the check. You might have gotten caught. People might still get caught. But you would have gotten the check. 
I guarantee it if you had applied for various forms of COVID relief because the government's too damn big. It's administering too much money. And the only orders associated with any of this money of COVID relief, be it under President Trump or President Biden, is get it out the door. We need to pump up the economy. We need to inflate the economy. Worry about the fraud later. If ever. I don't know that they ever did. I doubt that they ever will. But just keep that in mind. So you're looking at a ton of money. That money going into people's bank accounts. And they're able to, a lot of people live very modestly. Their homes are paid off or they live with their parents or whatever. And their parents have no expectations of them. They don't need to work. They don't have to work. The participation ribbon generation is uh, getting off pretty easy, to be honest with you. So, yeah, he's sitting there going, well, the, the job market is very strong. Well, it depends on how you count it. Depends on how you look at it, and it depends on what the government did to it, to bastardize it. Uh, the story continues on CNN. Some economists call two consecutive quarters of contraction a technical recession, and with good reason. Ten out of the last ten times the U.S. economy shrank for two consecutive quarters, the U.S. economy was declared to be in a recession. Huh. Well, there you go. Ten out of ten. You can actually go back further, but that's beside the point. Ten out of ten. That was the unit of measure. Now they're going, well... A Democrats, an unpopular Democrats having some electoral trouble. He's having electoral difficulties. He's suffering from ED. And so uh, we're going to have to change that definition. No big shake, no big deal. We'll do it. And as if it never happened, like ServPro came in and was wiped clean the internet. Wikipedia got rid of, there were something like 74 edits or something ungodly like that, of the... Uh, the entry for recession in the past week in build up to this. The Democrats plan ahead. Democrats see this coming. And they got rid of the two consecutive quarters definition of a recession from Wikipedia. And then the powers that be at Wikipedia locked the entry, saying nobody can. There's too many edits on here. Now that we've gotten it to what we want, leftists, we will say that you cannot change it. Now, it's kind of funny because what if. What if the economy identifies as a recession? What if an economy, after two consecutive negative quarters, identifies as a recession? What then? Who are you to... T you can take it to the point of absurdity, but you get what I'm saying. If you have to do this kind of gymnastics in order to make your case or to protect your candidate, your candidate is uh, not worthy of protection. Your case does not hold up to basic scrutiny. But CNN's going, geez, we just don't know. Well, yeah, for the last 10, but that was different because Joe Biden wasn't president for the last 10 times this happened. And it doesn't matter, by the way, the size of the contraction of the economy. It's the duration, two consecutive quarters. That was it. You can go back. Some of them lasted three quarters. Others lasted longer. One lasted just two quarters, and it was a precipitous drop, and then a very minor drop. It doesn't matter the amount of the drop in the uh, economy. It is the drop itself. It's like it's not, It doesn't really matter how you hurt that person, where you hit them. That's the fact that you hit them if you're punishing a child. It doesn't matter that you only uh, hit him in the shoulder out of anger instead of the face. You hit them. 
The concept is wrong. The concept is settled, or at least it was. Now it's not. There's no steadfast, back to CNN, there's no steadfast rule governing what defines a recession in the United States. Instead, the official designation is determined by eight economists who serve together on the business cycle dating committee. They mean that they spread monkeypox to each other with a name like that? The CNN did a report on them a couple of weeks ago, talked about it on the show, where they were all white. They were all, all these, these white economists get to determine what it is. Well, those white economists, CNN was obsessed with, don't do it arbitrarily. Things can't be going well. And then they say, you know what? The economy's booming, but we took a vote. It's a recession. It's like suddenly Oprah comes out. You get a recession. Everybody gets a recession. No. The unit of measure that they've used in the past, even though they have to get together and take a vote to make it sort of official, even though they're not official at all. It's just eight D-bags sitting around. The unit of measure that they used was two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Pretty simple. Pretty straightforward. But now that that hurts Democrat, at a time when Democrats got big plans for you, they got big plans for you, and they're not sure they're going to be able to cram it all into down our throats or in the other way before the election. They got big plans. Everything must be done to prop up them. See, when Republicans lose, it is a rejection, according to the media, a rejection of conservatism. The American people simply don't want it. They don't like it fooey get rid of you when democrats lose it's uh, the circumstances were beyond their control it's just the luck of the draw the business cycle the business cycle goes through um recessions booms and busts and it just happened to coincide with while joe biden was in office one could never know when these things are going to happen and that's it's like a, a game of hot potato or duck duck goose you just never know when it's going to happen yeah you, you can kind of Note that when you're spending trillions of dollars, that you're actually printing trillions of dollars. And uh, you have no regard for how that money's spent or anything like that. After you've racked up $32 trillion in debt, you can go that this probably wouldn't work out super good for the economy. Probably not. But no, it'll always be a mystery. It'll always be a mystery. Hey, we're not losing jobs. Yeah careful what you wish for democrats if that's your unit of measure once we start losing jobs which we will if inflation doesn't they don't get a handle on inflation and given what they're going to try to do with this environmental garbage inflation is not going to get a, a, a under control anytime soon if uh if they don't they start losing jobs watch for that to suddenly be not a unit of measure anymore either they will cook up something else a crow has to fly into a windshield of a chevy suburban on a tuesday afternoon at 3 38 p.m in order for there to be an official recession it sounds absurd but you have to go to the absurd to try and get out in front of whatever it is democrats will do to cover their own failures i'm shifting a little bit and just to show the hypocrisy of the left it drives me nuts it really does. Not that they're hypocrites. People are hypocrites. Politicians are hypocrites. But that the very same people who gleefully track down and check and fact check and refact check and pull out a microscope to go through the uh, the trash of every Republican and the text of every speech that they give, 
just look away when it comes to Democrats. They have no interest in these sorts of things. They couldn't care less. They can't be bothered. They can't be bothered. Who cares? Well, you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Who cares if it's a technical recession or not? Don't call it a recession because reasons. Just look someplace else. Let's talk about something else. What about January 6th? Oh, January 6th. Oh, that's huge. NBC News, just to illustrate how absurd the media is, they sent a reporter to Ohio. They have a piece. Uh, Tim Ryan is the Republican running for the United States Senate against J.D. Vance there, the Republican. Tim Ryan's a Democrat. I have a piece. Tim Ryan's GOP-friendly campaign unsettles Republicans in Ohio. Ooh, they unse- those Republicans are unsettled, huh? Well, as uh, Joe Simonson of the Washington Free Beacon points out, if you read the article... They don't actually talk to Republicans. They have, oh, sorry. They have one Republican consultant who spoke on condition of anonymity. That's one. Unsettles Republicans. Now, if it had said unsettles Republican in Ohio, I suppose technically that could have, if you believed NBC News actually talked to a real Republican, then you could do that. And that Republican was not just somebody who... uh, didn't get a consulting contract with J.D. Vance's campaign or whatever. It, that's a lot of times like, oh, you don't hire me, I'll show you. That's a lot of what happens in politics. It's high school with, with really big paychecks. But they sent somebody near Tim Ryan's hometown. They didn't go to his hometown. They didn't actually even go to his congressional district. He's currently a member of Congress. They didn't go to his congressional district. They went adjacent. They went adjacent to his congressional district and based the entire article off of the adjacent to his congressional district, one anonymous Republican. That's it. That was the story. And you're sitting there going, that is the, the height of laziness. Well, yeah, it is the, the height of laziness. I, should, I suppose they could have just done it, you know, via gchat or something that might have been a little bit lazier what i don't understand is why they go through all the motions and this is what journalists do a lot of times is they go through all these motions this rigmarole they want to be seen going through the motions so that they can say look at the motions we went through oh back of the wrist to my forehead as i engage my fainting couch i cannot believe we've done so much and you sit there and you go you didn't do anything you didn't talk to anybody. You didn't ask any serious questions. There's nothing you learn from reading this story. Meanwhile, Democrats are running around telling. I saw. I had to talk. I had to comment on this because this is great. So we talked about monkeypox in the last show. We may get to monkeypox again today. Who knows? But monkeypox, the big movement is make sure you don't stigmatize anybody with monkeypox. Don't stigmatize any group over monkeypox. Oh, stigma's horrible. Blah, 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 blah. Well, an editor at Reason Magazine, Billy Binion, his associate editor at Reason Magazine, actually poses a a pretty pretty righteous question. It's pretty, pretty funny, too. Because he's got a screen capture of a column from, uh, I believe it's the Los Angeles Times. 
Well, there's a big smiling, big smiling author. Maybe he's even in the New York Times. His column, colon, mocking anti-vaxxers death is ghoulish. Yes, dash, but necessary. But necessary. What? Well, remember all this? If you're not, every news story of anybody who didn't get the jab who died, it was like, well, they, they got what they deserved. They said that they didn't think that the vaccines were actually vaccines, and then they died. That's karmic justice. Except that the vaccines now aren't vaccines, and even the proponents of them, they still call them vaccines, but they'll admit you got to keep getting continually boosted. you got to keep continually getting boosted and boosted and boosted, and then you'll still get COVID, but it'll, it'll be a more mild form of COVID, probably, even though some people are still dying. Yeah, it's ghoulish, but necessary. But if you point out that monkeypox comes overwhelmingly, if not exclusively, see that the study by the New England Journal, or that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine said that 95% of people who had monkeypox in the United States and actually around the world, the cases they studied, had uh, promiscuous gay sex meaning multiple, multiple partners, tended orgies, things like that. And they said, well, you know, it's, they'll latch out of that 5%. And say, see, anybody could get it. Anybody could get it. But I promise you, I don't have the scientific background to back this up because I haven't seen the data, but I promise you, if it's 95%, if you trace back the other 5%, you can trace it back to somebody who was engaging in the activity as the other 95%. It's not a value judgment against gay people. I don't care what gay people do. But there are a lot of people who are bisexual or who uh, are bisexual and cheat on their girlfriends, their wives, whatever, with men. And, and, oh, this woman has monkeypox, too. We don't know where we got it from. Uh, I, I'm no scientist. It's not probably 100%. But it's probably pretty close to 100% that if you trace it back far enough, you will find somebody had engaged in that sort of activity that is most likely to lead to the infection of monkeypox. Just like with AIDS. But they didn't want to stigmatize AIDS. No, 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 no. You can't do that. So you can say, oh, we can mock people. It's necessary to mock people who died of COVID if they hadn't gotten the shot. But do not, do not ask gay men to, as Billy Binion puts it, with monkeypox, we're told it's too far to ask gay men to temporarily desist from promiscuous sex. Well, then you, you really don't care about monkeypox? Monkeypox is... Uh, not something you want. It's not fatal, but it's apparently wildly, wildly, wildly painful and uncomfortable. And it's not just, oh, wow, I, uh, I was on a bus and there was a dude with monkeypox on it. Although if there's a dude with monkeypox on the bus, you probably want to get off the bus. But it's that you had close, intimate contact. They never say that's, that's actually sex. But it is. That's what it is. You sit there and you watch these people. It is... Um, Masterful and disgusting how these people manage to manipulate the, the English language. I think they're less good at it in Spanish because I think a lot of Spanish speakers watch them try to make Latinx a thing and they're like, what the hell? Everything. If you learn German or you learn Spanish, 
probably French too. Everything is masculine or feminine or neutral. And the, the different uses of those things mean different things. The different uses of the types of words, of the root word, mean different things. And if you you mess with the genders of it, you mess with every, suddenly you might as well be speaking in tongues. And so to sit there and have someone like AOC go, no, 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 Latinx, Latinx, Latinx. And you're just like, you're, you're an idiot. You're really, you're really an idiot. So they don't fall for it. But in English, we don't have that. And we just go, what are your pronouns? Oh, your pronoun is bird and turkey. Okay, well, that's good. I was just talking to uh, Turkey over there. Like, oh, my God. The stupid, I don't know. Maybe I'm just doing a bunch of quick hits to cover a whole bunch of things I've been meaning to talk to. But I'm looking at L.A. Remember how I told you L.A. was getting ready and I played you the uh, the L.A. council member who was like, you know, people hate wearing masks. People whining about masks. All these little snowflakes whining about masks. They don't whine about having to wear shoes which are more restrictive, like something tells me you're buying the wrong shoes or something. Well, now it looks as though the people who said, we're not going back to wearing these stupid masks, have won. L.A. County has dropped plans, at least for now, to return to the days of mask mandates. Part of the reason why, and this is the beauty of You know, you sit there and you go, God, I hate that everybody has a camera and everything is documented. And I told you about the guy who was shot in in, uh, Times Square a couple of years ago. And rather than rush to his aid, a whole bunch of people grabbed their phones and started filming. And every time there's an accident, you sit there and you go, why is there? You you, you see the footage of it. You don't. Most people don't go, why the hell is uh, why the hell is there footage of this? Shouldn't somebody be helping this person? Well, it's, that's a problem. That's a problem. But sometimes it does come in handy. Barbara Ferrer, spelled F-E-R-R-E-R, she is the Los Angeles County Public Health Director. She was the one pushing, along with some city county, or county council members, but she was the authority, the medical authority behind the push for a return to mask mandates that they were allegedly going to impose this week. She was filmed by somebody with their camera phone at the All-Star Game, which was held at Dodger Stadium two weeks ago. Cheering, screaming, and jumping up and down and dancing with her mask. She had a mask, but her mask was over her elbow. She had it down, her wrist through it, and it worked its way down to her elbow. The person who was going to advocate that both indoor and outdoor in crowd mask mandates return because COVID was such a threat was disobeying what she was about to order everybody to do. Now, granted, that's only slightly better, but it is better than Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, saying masks indoors no indoor dining of more than six people, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes to the French Laundry with a party and lives it up, dancing a conga line with all of his rich friends. It's slightly better than that, but only slightly. So now you can take uh, comfort in the fact that Los Angeles appears to, at least for now, have backed off the idea of reinstituting mask mandates. And you sit there and you say, well, what are you going to do? And I get it. If uh, if you work for a company 
who says, all right, everybody, you're all potential sexual harassers and rapists. You're all a bunch of Jeffrey Weinsteins or uh, Harvey Weinsteins and Jeffrey Epsteins in waiting. So we're going to have a seminar on how not to rape your coworker in the coffee room. You sit there and you go, what the hell? No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, if you don't do this, you will uh, you'll lose your job. You have to go and you spend eight hours being indoctrinated to this and to uh, critical race theory. And you need to find out how racist you are and everything. And if you say, I'm not going, your boss will go, well, then you're fired. But if you say you're not going and then suddenly they all stand up and it's an I am Spartacus moment. Yes, in the movie, the Romans nailed everybody to the cross. But in business, they can't nail you to the cross. And also they can't fire all of you. They say, you stand up and you say, look, we, nobody's going or 90% of the people aren't going because we're not going to play this game. We're not guilty. We're not going to pretend we are. We don't do these sorts of things. Um, they can't fire you all. And in Los Angeles, they can't fire you all. They can't fine you all. They can't ticket all of you. They could ticket some of you and they would. Remember, Los Angeles was famous for going out, police officers going out into the ocean to get the lone paddleboarder out there during lockdown. Hey, for your own safety, come on, get out of the water so that we can uh, give you a ticket or maybe arrest you because you might catch COVID out there from Jaws or something. They were the ones who were dumping sand all in the skateboard park, that sort of garbage. So you're not dealing with the brightest people. You're dealing with people who would make really, really good Nazis who are following orders. Oh, well, we got to go get who? Round up anybody without a mask? Any particular reason? Well, no, forget it. I don't even need a reason. We'll go and write $1,500 tickets to everybody without a mask, and then we'll go around and arrest them when they don't pay the $1,500 for not wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, Los Angeles has decided that they are not going to do that, at least for now. Also... Over in, you want to look at the green future? Green. UK Daily Mail. Could Britain be forced to turn off the lights like Germany? Germany is getting ready for a winter where they will be totally... I mean, they're already having a summer where they're at the mercy of Russia and Vladimir Putin with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They're slowly trying to undo the mistake that they have done. It's like ordering paint thinner from Amazon and you're just stuck in the corner that you painted yourself in until it shows up. And you're sitting there and you're going, well, sooner or later it'll show up. I'll just have to stand here and cower. Well, Germany has not, does not have enough power, not anywhere near enough power to air condition all their homes. And they sure as hell won't have enough power to heat all of their homes and heat water so they are banning things like hot water in public buildings they're dimming the street lights and now the uk is saying we might have to do that too britain could follow germany's cities in switching off hot water and central heating in public buildings and not lighting monuments overnight as the cost of uh, energy crisis intensifies as the cost of energy crisis intensifies, it's a self-inflicted wound. They did this to themselves. As the uh, experts suggested today, Berlin has plunged about 200 historic monuments and municipal buildings, such as the city's cathedral, 
Old Palace and Charlottesburg Palace into darkness overnight as the city switches off spotlights to save electricity. Hanover has not cut hot water, or uh, sorry, Hanover has cut hot water to public buildings, swimming pools and gyms, turned off lights in museums and let fountains run dry. Mobile air conditioning units and fan heaters are now banned in municipal buildings, and while heating will be allowed from October to March, this will only be allowed, they'll only be allowed to reach 20 degrees Celsius, which is 68 degrees for room temperature. But they're going green, man. Germany is cut. The deal that Joe Manchin and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer cut is to make us more like Germany. You ready to be more like Germany? Hmm? It's not a coincidence that these uh, fascists, I mean progressives, have uh, chosen to emulate Germany. Not by accident at all. I want to shift gears here a little bit to talk about a problem sweeping the country right now. Democrat-controlled cities are not enjoying being treated like conservative Republican border towns, even liberal Democrat border towns, actually. The Democrat mayors of Washington, D.C. and New York are not happy that Republican governors in Arizona and Texas are shipping new Americans, new Americans, illegal aliens, migrants. They always call them the migrants. These mi- No, they're and they always drop the illegal part. They're illegal migrants, if they're migrants at all, but they're not actually migrants. They're illegal aliens. Migrants come and go like the tides with the work. They follow the work. These people have no intention of ever leaving the country, which means they are illegal aliens. Different legal definitions. But the left has uh, bastardized the language so much so that it's really unrecognizable at this point. Anyway, Texas Governor Greg Abbott and uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey have taken to, and it was always, it was decried as a uh, publicity stunt at the beginning. Remember that? Uh, The Biden administration said, oh, it's just a publicity stunt. But you do what you gotta do. It doesn't matter. uh, These sweet, sweet, nourishing illegal aliens are our moral superiors, and we will take care of them wherever they may be. Well, now these cities are being overrun by what? Illegal aliens. And what's happening? These people that we've been told, they must fling open the borders. Let them all in. Come on, let them all in. They make our economy stronger. They make our country better. What's happening is these people are sucking the life out of welfare programs in these liberal cities and costing the city a fortune, taking up beds and homeless shelters. And I thought these people were here. They're, gonna ready, they're ready to hit the ground running. They're ready to hit the ground running. They're ready to make a huge difference. All they wanted was a better life. All they wanted to do was come here to work. And what are they doing? They're ending up in homeless shelters. Fox News 
Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser appeared on CBS Face the Nation on Sunday to discuss the persistent homeless problem plaguing her city. Host Margaret Brennan brought up Washington Post report that suggested homeless shelters are now being filled with illegal migrants, immigrants being bussed from Texas and Arizona. Bowser admitted that it's, quote, a significant issue and called the federal called on the federal government to get more involved as she fears illegal immigrants are being tricked into traveling to her city. So are these illegal aliens, these sweet, sweet, nourishing migrants, are they the best among us, the salt of the earth, the wonderful people that are coming here to add to the wonderful tapestry that is the United States of America? They're just doing so. They're so eager to come here and help us and our economy that they can't be bothered with paperwork or, you know, doing things legally. Is that the case? Or are they illiterate morons who can be tricked into going to Washington, D.C.? Now, granted, a lot of people don't want to go to Washington, D.C., and you'd have to trick a lot of them to go. But they're Americans, and they're smart enough to recognize that they don't want anything to do with that. But if these people are so bright, so wonderful, so ready to integrate into American society and culture... How could they possibly be tricked? To quote the mayor, to quote the raven, quote, Well, this is a very significant issue. We have for sure called on the federal government to work across state lines to prevent people from really being tricked into getting on buses. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Here, here's a bus. Get on this bus. Where are you going? Don't worry about it. And don't question anything for the next 2,000 miles being tricked to getting on buses. We think they're largely asylum seekers who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. I worked with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to local organizations that is providing services to folks. I fear that they're being tricked into nationwide bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. Well, their final destination should be their only destination. It should be right back from whence they came. But Democrats can't say that. Democrats are absolutely fine with illegal immigration. They encourage it. They love it. Unless it comes to their backyard. Well, look, D.C. doesn't need any more Democrat voters. So uh, these wonderful people who are just a boon to the economy... Um, using up social services and clogging up homeless shelters. Would that we should all be such a boom to the economy, huh? Uh, That doesn't really fit the narrative. So they say, no, they're tricked. They're being tricked. They're just dumb. They're just dumb. Huh. Uh, She's not alone, Mayor Bowser. New York City from uh, NBC Channel 4 up there in New York. New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Tuesday demanded the federal government help pay for what he said was a wave of asylum seekers pouring into the city, claiming its safety net was being strained by busloads of people coming from border states and elsewhere. See, to hell with the border states. The hell with those small cities, to hell with those states. Democrat, see, your red state along the border, you can, they can ruin your economy. They can overrun you with illegal aliens and sit back in Washington, D.C. and New York and laugh. Ah, kick their boots up on the desk and go, ha, 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 look at them. 
They're having to pay for our folly. But then when they start shipping them where Democrats are, the people calling for the open borders, the people demanding that they be let in, they're wonderful. They're better than Americans. They commit fewer crimes than Americans. Remember that line of BS? Then suddenly it's a problem. Then suddenly it's a problem. Now, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, Sacre Bleu, she's historic. If I mention she's historic, she is both black and gay and an immigrant herself, a legal immigrant, which is the, not the preferred type of immigrant anymore for the Democratic Party, but still it'll do. It's certainly better than a natural-born American in the eyes of Democrats. Uh, so historic. She was asked about this yesterday by Peter Ducey of Fox News. Well, let's just say she doesn't have a satisfactory answer, to say the least. D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before, I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. Uh, there is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody or placing them in the care of local NGOs as they await further pro pro uh, processing. Again, so what Republicans are doing, the way that they're meddling in the process and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. Oh, what she's describing there, some people will be removed. Other people will be held by ICE. It's about 2% of the illegal alien crush at the southern border. The vast majority are released in their own recognizance, given a cell phone and a pinky swear that they will when and if there ever is a court date to determine whether or not they have any sort of legal leg to stand on for entering this country, uh, that they will show up for that court date. They never do. They don't. Um, Democrats are corrupt, evil, lying frauds. And for her to read this out of her book just shows how pathetic and hacky she is. But Peter Ducey, to his credit, was not done. Was not done. He wasn't going to fall for that crap. There are legitimate questions that she did not answer. She did not address. Oh, it's such a problem. Want the National Guard in Washington, D.C.? Oh, it's a problem for illegal aliens. Why is it if it's a problem for Washington, D.C.? Why is it totally cool for, uh, you know, a border town in Texas? So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city like Washington, That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is not what you said. No, that is said not. That I said are that there migrants. is... Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so they, using them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's, there's a, process. a process. And they come to a big city, and now that, that the is, mayor says you need the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using they're using migrants who are coming here for who knows uh, because they are they're they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their country they're coming here for a better life and they are being used peter they're being used by republican governors that is what's happening 
They're being used. All these sweet, sweet, nourishing, illegal aliens, they're being used. And it's it's not right that these Republicans are shipping these people to where they want to go and where Democrats control, where the people who are calling them across the border, who are promising them that they get good things if they cross the border, encouraging them to cross the border, who are funding the uh, non-governmental organizations that make sure that these people are... Uh, Rep- get legal representation for free. You, know, you don't get legal. You might get some some recent law school graduate if you need a public defender, but these aren't public defenders. These are good lawyers. They're being paid for. The George Soroses of the world are making sure that these people, these sweet, sweet, nourishing, illegal aliens, have the best of what's waiting for us here. Not for you. To hell with you. You're an American. Ugh. But for the illegal alien. But don't talk about replacing voters. That's racist. It, was, it wasn't when Democrats talked about it about 20 minutes ago. But now it's racist. One last bit of this exchange. It's a short one. This just make the president want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities. Maybe I should just close the border. What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong. And there is a process in place. And we should follow the process. There is a legal process in place. And they should follow it. Okay. Thank you. There's a legal process in place that you're ignoring because there are laws in place. There are There's a border there that you are ignoring. You just don't want to deal with it. It's not a problem when it's impacting Republicans, when it's hurting conservative areas or even Democrat areas along the border that are trending red now. I like to hell with them. They voted wrong to hell with them. But if it goes to a liberal stronghold like Washington, D.C. or New York, no, 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 that is not allowed. You're starting to hurt people that we care about. Now, we don't care about those conservative Republican voters, the people who like this country down on the southern border. To hell with them. Yeah, they found a way around it. They found a way for you guys to take a big dose of your own medicine. Suck it up, honey. You got to take that medicine. It's uh, not our fault. It's a suppository. You probably should have thought of that before you tried to force everybody else to take it. Since we were talking about uh, immigration and those poor, poor Democrat cities, those poor, oh, you almost, you almost feel bad for them. They're just, uh, it's not having a good time there with the illegal aliens that they welcome. The party welcomes, encourages to come into the country. Fox News is reporting a little interesting thing that is being buried. Quote, not another foot, end quote. Those are the words Joe Biden used as a mantra throughout his 2020 presidential campaign regarding the construction of the U.S.-Mexico border wall. But on Thursday, the Biden administration approved a plan to complete a section of the border wall near Yuma, Arizona. What? Now, he probably shouldn't be talking about this because there's a decent chance they will go, oh, uh, let's cancel it then, now that people know, but still. The plan includes filling four major gaps in the wall that continue to allow the Yuma area to be one of the busiest corridors for illegal immigration crossing. The Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas authorized the new plan which was started by the Trump administration in an effort to, quote, deploy modern, effective border measures. 
end quote, and improve, quote, safety and security along the southwest border, the agency said. The project will be funded under Homeland Security's 2021 budget, though it was initially planned to be funded by the Department of Defense. Of Defense. The Yuma border sector remains an unsolved issue for the Biden administration as Border Patrol agents have already stopped migrants more than 160,000 times from January through June in this sector alone. This sector alone, the sectors aren't that big. But it's not a problem. There's no problem at all. Sovereignty is well overrated anyway. Let's just be honest about what's going on here, shall we? Your president, ladies and gentlemen. Good God, how these people live with themselves. I don't get it. But then you got the media that covers him and covers for him and then props him up. And Politico is today's example of filling the body that was Joe Biden with helium to prop him up. Somehow, some way, Joe Biden is back in the game, they say, after enduring a brutal year. Biden is suddenly on the verge of a turnaround that the White House believes could salvage his summer and alter the trajectory of his presidency. The trajectory of his presidency. They say all he needs to do now is close. Quote, there's so much here at stake, said one advisor to senior party leaders, describing how overnight a sense of enormity has was added to the immediate calendar. Over the next few weeks, the president will have no will have to land centerpieces of his domestic agenda aimed at boosting the nation's global competitiveness. Hmm. Global and revamping the whole whole swaths of its economy. What could possibly go wrong? You got a guy whose economic decisions at this point have led to massive increases in inflation. Actually, the creation of inflation for all intents and purposes. Shortages throughout the economy. All kinds of... Go try and find some baby formula and see how that works out for you. If you find it, you might find the stuff that I found that was weird Australian stuff. It's weird how the government, the federal government, up until about two months ago when the media woke up and discovered the baby formula issue, they said, uh, this formula is not good enough to be sold in the United States of America. We have to have higher standards for our baby's sake. And then they said, oh, crap, we got a shortage of baby formula. Let's Remember that standard we told you that was the gold standard so important? Protect your baby. We had to protect your baby. Let's scrap it and let's let anything in. Now, I don't doubt for a second that the baby formula out of Australia is perfectly fine. But that the government determined beforehand that it wasn't good enough for us shows you how deep the meddling of government goes into just about everything. There's really not much of a difference between what they sell in Australia to babies and for babies and what they sell for babies here in the United States, except that whatever foreign country and a lot of those, if you look up those baby formula things, you're like, oh, it's a good old American company. This stuff is manufactured largely, not exclusively, 
but by some of the biggest names in the business, it's manufactured in China, which is part of the reason why these so-called American companies are not able to supply the country the way they used to, thanks to Secretary Mayor Pete's flubbing of the supply chain. And you sit there and you say, wait a second, so you ban something manufactured in Australia because why? But something manufactured in China is cool, right? Well, well, it's an American-ish company, and therefore the fact that they manufacture it in China is beside the point. Well, personally, I would take something manufactured in Australia over something manufactured in China. You know, what do they got? They got the kangaroo down there in China is manufactured COVID. So, I mean, yeah, think of it in those terms. But they're out there. They're running around. They're doing these. And all this, this genius behind these sorts of things is going to remake large swaths of our economy. Worried yet? They continue, major decisions on student loans and expanding abortion rights. Hang in the balance. Expanding abortion rights. Abortion on demand up until the moment of birth just isn't enough. We have to expand it into the junior high years at a minimum or else it's oppression. And, of course, the coronavirus, the last of which Biden spent just five days personally fending off political rights. Oh, he's so fending the way he is. If that weren't enough, they say, he's juggling a slate of foreign affairs challenges as well, headlined by longer-term efforts to reset with Iran on a nuclear deal and negotiate the release of a basketball star and another American jailed in Russia. Well, she's in the WNBA. Calling her a basketball star is a bit of a stretch. You can tell how little of a basketball star she is by the fact that they say they refer to her as a genderless basketball star rather than by her name. Because if you listed her name, people would go, who the hell's that? Juggling. What could possibly go wrong? You know, they're considering trading. And I don't have necessarily a problem with prisoner swaps, but this is the same gang that gave us Bo Bergdahl for six terrorist leaders, I think all of whom ended up back on the battlefield. They are considering swapping, and Joe Biden offered to swap a Russian arms dealer who was caught trying to sell arms to terrorists, enemies of the United States. They're going to swap him for the basketball player and another American jailed in Russia. And while I can feel badly for the basketball player and the other American jailed in Russia and anybody jailed in Russia. Is it really worth that? Shouldn't the person trying to sell arms to enemies of the United States of America face something? Something, shouldn't they? Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a legal scholar, but uh, it strikes me as those are not the types of people you want roaming the earth. Not for a couple of PR victories. If we don't have anybody else who is Russian in our custody, that is lower level than a guy selling arms to terrorists. Um, we need to step up our uh, our legal game. Maybe we should offer to trade them Hunter Biden for those two. Huh? That'd be win-win for America. Why don't we do that? Here's a junkie. You give us back two productive Americans. Huh? They liked Hunter enough to give him millions. 
Uh, switching back quickly to monkeypox, because I told you we might return to monkeypox as uh, you know, the city of New York wants it renamed because it uh, its racist name, <laughs> Tucker Carlson, did a um, a social media poll about what to call it, and the uh, consent the, the the clear winner was Schlong COVID. <laughs> I love that. I love, but uh, out in California, talk about stupidity out in California. Remember Senator Scott Weiner, State Senator Scott Weiner. We talk about him a lot because he's he is the patient zero for stupid and a lot of the things that the state of California engages in. He represents, of course, San Francisco. He's the one who made it not a crime anymore. Like a, you just get a civil infraction, like a, a ticket jaywalking ticket if you are hiv positive and have unprotected sex with somebody without telling them that you're hiv positive essentially spreading knowingly spreading hiv that's him he's he also made it uh legal to have sex with even younger boys because oh you don't want people to be starred with or scarred with the uh, stigma of being on the sex offender registry he's a real winner San Francisco is going to hell, and this is why people like him are why, and that's why I don't care. They vote for these idiots. He's out there talking about monkeypox, and he tweets yesterday, quote, Lots of sex shaming of gay men around monkeypox. The same shaming we saw in the 80s, re-HIV. Lecturing people not to have sex isn't a public health strategy. It didn't stop HIV. It made it worse. And it won't stop monkeypox. What will work is vaccination, testing, and education. That's what we did with HIV, and that didn't work. That didn't stop it. Uh, It wasn't telling people to not have sex. It was telling them to have protected sex. And now they're telling people don't attend orgies, which apparently there are an inordinate number of gay orgies going on around the country. Maybe you want to take a couple months off of orgies to let monkeypox die down. And like, no, 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 we couldn't. It's a, it's an integral part of the gay experience or something. Is that what you're trying to say, Scott Weiner? that um, random sex with strangers in places where you shouldn't be having sex in public, that's an integral part of the gay experience? That's pretty interesting. But as uh, was pointed out on social media, you got a whole bunch of people. Their kids were kept out of school for more than a year, well over a year, because of COVID. And they're solely going to really care about the uh, alleged bigoted uh, way to ask gay men to stop going to orgies and having anonymous bathhouse sex to stop the spread of monkeypox. You know, kids will be going back to school in a lot of these liberal areas, and they will be forced to wear masks again this year. And if there's a spike in cases, not in deaths, but in cases... The teachers union will say, well, that's it. We're not even going to open the schools. We can't do it. Our, our members' safety is at risk. But telling gay people that maybe you just want to pump the brakes on the random sex with somebody you just met in a bathhouse because you might get a, a severe pustule breakout all over your whole body is, well, that's just too far. Well, then forgive me if I don't give a damn. If you get it, there's a way to avoid getting monkeypox, just like there's a way to avoid getting hit by a train. Do not play on the train tracks. If you're uh, in a relationship, then maybe only have relations with that person. And if that's just not who you are, if that's too oppressive, then forgive me if I don't give a damn if you come down with monkeypox.
right? Because uh, secretly, I don't give a damn if you come down with monkeypox if it is because of something you did. Don't do it. Now I want to know who in the hell and how in the hell these couple of young kids who got it came down with monkeypox. We should be moving hell and high water to get to that one, should we not? Uh, This story comes to us from just the news and involves a Baltimore family and a Muppet. God help us all. A Baltimore family is demanding $25 million from a children's theme park over allegations that workers there have engaged in a sustained pattern of racist behavior. Outrage erupted across social media earlier this month with a video that appeared to show a costume Sesame Place worker ignoring two young black girls during a parade. Now, it's got the full costume, the mask, the hood, the that <clears throat> giant head helmet thing. It is uh, quite possible, in fact, probable, that you can't see very well out of those things if you've ever put one of those things on your head. So you, these little kids sitting there wanting a high five, they might have just been missed. Who knows? Even if they weren't, who cares? Now a lawsuit filed in federal court in Pennsylvania is leveling specific legal allegations against Sesame Place owner SeaWorld Parks with the family filing it claiming that workers uh, for that company have engaged in, quote, pervasive and appalling racist discrimination, end quote. The family which is not related to the one depicted in the viral video earlier this month, is demanding $25 million. Now they're out there. This, oh, there's racism in this video that could have happened to us. You, did you get a high five, kids? We need to sue. The allegations in which the suit rests from a mid-June visit to Sesame Place. The suit is seeking class action status as part of its filing. Class action lawsuit over a denied high five by somebody dressed up like a Muppet. By the way, dressed up, I believe this Muppet is the Hispanic Muppet. Rosita or something like that. I can't remember what the name is. I don't care. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why we need a system of loser pays when it comes to our civil justice system. People should be able to sue if they have been wronged. But people who do sue frivolously should have to pay the legal expenses, all legal expenses, of those they sue. Why? Because to hell with them. Why? Because there are lawsuits like this, where a normal lawyer who is a decent human being probably would look at this and go, you know what, I'm not going to file this suit. But you ask for $25 million, you say you're going for a civil or you're going for a class action lawsuit, and the company goes, oh, crap, this is going to be bad public relations. This could lead, depending on how stupid the jury we pull is, could lead to a huge settlement that will eventually be lowered significantly over the course of the appeals process for years and years and years, but that's even more bad publicity. Why don't we just throw half a million dollars at these people right now? and make them go away. And they'll go, oh, half a million dollars. All right, yeah, half a million dollars is fair. Um, That's how these people operate, these types of lawyers, more often than not. But if you have loser pays, then SeaWorld can go, to hell with it. We'll go to court. Let's see what happens. Let's see what you got. Discovery's going to be fun. Let's do this thing. And then when the case is tossed, guess who gets the legal bills tossed to them 
You got to also not just the family from Baltimore, those stupid people, but the lawyer dumb enough to file the case. The lawyer should be on the hook, too. That would be the difference in loser pays as I would put it together. I should really rule the world. All right, that's about enough for today. Now let's get down to the real reason you people all skip to the end. You're not fooling anybody. You want to know, did you win? What did you win? And if you didn't win, who won what? So that next week, you got, or this week, you got a chance to win what you're going to win. Let's get down to it. Okay, well, unless your name is Danette Hutchins, you didn't win anything. If your name is Danette Hutchins, you won it all. Well, you won what you said you wanted to win, which is... The Mark Levin signed book, autographed copy of the Liberty Amendments. Congratulations, Danette. Go to patreon.com and log in and check the message tab thing over there on the left-hand side where I'm asking you to send me your address. Send me your address and I'll send you the autographed Mark Levin book. You throw me the idol, I throw you the whip, Dr. Jones. As for what shall replace Mark Levin and be up against Kurt Schlichter this week, an autographed copy of Kurt Schlichter's will be back, The Fall and Rise of America. We're going old school. We're going back in time. What year was this book written? I don't, let me see. This book was written in 1999. It is a first edition of a book called Worth Fighting For, Written by and autographed by simultaneously the same person. It's weird how that works out, although there probably was a ghostwriter at least involved. Uh, The former vice president of the United States of America, Dan Quayle. I think his name was J. Danforth Quayle. Yes, Dan Quayle, going old school. Because why not? I was digging through the books, and I'm like, I got a couple of Dan Quayle books. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, having a couple of Dan Quayle books. You know what? Let's show some love to the former vice president who never got anything but scorn from the media. Because screw the media. Dan Quayle is a good and decent man. So there you go. A former vice president and a retired colonel up against each other. Both patriots for America. Ladies and gentlemen, go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast and uh, become a supporter there. Enter to win just by commenting on the post with the pictures of both and the autographs and say which one you would want. Don't give me this. Well, there's such great choices. Get those other people like these are great choices. That doesn't answer the question. You're going to get. I don't know. I don't know what you want. You figure out what you want and you write down which one you want in the comment section. And if your name is pulled, that's what you get. It's pretty simple. Don't leave the choice up to me because I could do it wrong. And I might try to do it wrong out of spite because I can be a D-bag. So there you go. So congratulations to Danette uh, and good luck to everybody else. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter locals.com. If locals is more your cup of meat, that is it. Go enjoy your Monday. We'll get to it. We need another. I need another weekend already. Good Lord. Anyway, I appreciate the hell out of you listening. Good luck and see you tomorrow.